Yo. I cannot let this go by, bro. Nah, I don't want any bad karma, but I'm also not about to be praying for this man. Every what time. bad karma? I don't think ain't no bad karma gonna come for me one for him to pass away. I'm sorry. I don't see it. Let his health be bad enough that he has to resign from office. We just got like, I, office. I ref- bro, I refuse to feel bad for this nigga for dying, one, of natural causes, <laughs> and two, from dying from that shit because, one, he ain't take that shit seriously. And not only that, like, he's a, he's a cause of so many... No, no way, not doing it. Pray for these. I'm not doing it. Pray for these, though? <laughs> <laughs> not doing it, bro. Uh-huh. No way. And... Ooh. What's her name? Um, I wish death on no man. It's not even wishing death. It's just like, yo, I don't feel bad for you. You purposely put people's lives in danger. I don't feel bad for him, I don't wish death on him. That's wait, wait, oh, no, you going to start? Wait, start so that we don't miss this. No, he already <laughs> did. No, no, I mean, like, the, the start, like, the intro or whatever. Oh, the podcast? Oh, I thought we were going to have a little impromptu conversation. Never mind. One, two, three, mic check. Welcome back to the Black Coffee House. My name is Ya. My name is Oluwa Shagun Oweyale. I am the host of the Black Coffee House. With me today, I have Phil Richardson, Ivana Baldi, Jarrell Gray, and Talia English. Um, so oh, we here, episode two. Yeah, twenty. What was I saying though? How I don't feel bad for this man. How- oh, Trump got COVID. He's in the hospital right now. As he should be. <laughs> I don't believe it. I I don't believe it. This is very true. Okay, so let. Uh, hold on. Let me have CNN in the background. It's not going to be good. <laughs> this is very true is because I really and truly, I would not be surprised if this is all like some fake news type shit, and it just mm-hmm. and it just revolts and stuff like that. But the other part of me, like the that part, is just like the kind of like you know the kind of weary, worried, and like keeping my guard up. But my the other part is like, damn. I kind of hope this is true. Right. Now, I'm <laughs> honestly scared if he's just, like, using it to say, oh, I got it, and it wasn't bad. Yes, and yes. that would be so yes. dangerous, bro. Like, oh, I really see him doing something like that, and that is crazy. Exactly. That is, like... I never even thought of that. I thought he was just doing it to get out of the debate. That, that too. That too. <laughs> it all makes right sense. Now. It's all coming White together. Issues having serious concerns about Trump health. I mean, he is older, like he's obese he's 74 years old like <laughs> in like the category that he spent eight months talking about oh you're only ri- at risk if you're in this category so like he's in that category he checks all the boxes yep that he's, hey, my son's talking about, that he's been talking about so conservatives is crazy. my fear i'm not gonna lie my fear though is like, you know, say shit worthily to hit the fan and like son really do pass away. Like what happens from now until the until the election? Like I have no idea how that process goes. So there's this thing. I'm <laughs> I'm watching CNN all day and they they make it seem like there's like this continuity of government where there they is. the vice president safe. So he's in like the um his own residential area at home. And they just keeping him safe so that, like, anything happens to the president, you know, they have somebody who's going to take um, Trump place. Yeah. I was reading on, um, and if this is true, this is um, really wild, but I was, let me pull it up. I was reading on Twitter, like, you know, and uh, they showed the clip. You know, Chris Wallace, the um, the Fox News guy, and he was also the. Um, oh, yeah, the moderator. moderator. Who so, waited an hour to correct him. Yeah, so. Um, 
basically, I think today on Fox, he was like confirming that like the Trump family, they arrived late um, for Sunday's debate and like they avoided being tested by the Cleveland Clinic, basically. And apparently, so you know, people, when people hear something like that, they do more digging, you know? Mm -hmm. So someone on Twitter said, and now we know why Melania was the only one in their entourage to not remove her mask is a clear coordinated act. Like she knew she would positive. If, bro, if that were to be true, that would be wild. Mm. Wild. Yeah, the, um, I mean, yo, this White House, they have no credibility with like, you know, keeping things transparent. Like the, the lady that was, um, positive in the first place they had her with trump and then had trump you know meet with fundraising people and all these different people and like and he just had contact with somebody that y'all know got coronavirus like i y'all really don't care and they not even trying to pull all this show of wearing masks and stuff to to show people it's serious but it's like i had since february since february and in and all like the the videos are also coming back up with when um with that leaked phone call where apparently he knew how serious coronavirus was but like he played it off as if it wasn't yes. that deep. Yes. So like now all that is coming back up and people are getting like riled up all over again regarding that specific video online. And it's is he's a sick man. That is sick. Bro, only third world countries are still dealing with this virus. And I don't even mean it like that, but like come on. Like, the United States, bro, like, we shouldn't even be dealing, like, Europe is not, like, they having a little upsurge because it's getting cold. Like, this is something that the world is dealing with right now, but we shouldn't have 200,000 Americans dead right now. Like, I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna lie. I barely even know how other, like, countries are doing because there's so much happening here. Uh, we, 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 like, we're doing poor. Compared- I know, I know, like, we trash compared to a lot of other people, but, like, I don't even know. <laughs> we're the worst. Nah, like, overseas, like, United Kingdom's doing pretty bad as well. Um, they have like their own political. They have like this guy. He's almost like Trump. Like they have. He like, is a- Trump. He's yeah. a Trump. Oh shit! Yeah, they have like a progressive and conservative party, and he's just been like, like he's been. So he said students don't have to go to school. People don't have to wear masks. And then he changes oh it, and then he said you could only, that, that you could only like have six people in a group. So like in 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 like the United Kingdom has been wilding as well. Like people don't even know what's going on right now. Right. And all the black folks talking about, we're going to move to the UK since America. Yeah. Well, they violent too. And they racist. Yeah. Nowhere is safe. This is very true. We can't go nowhere. You can go to Canada, but they, they locked us they up. Know, whoa. They, they racist, racist too. <laughs> <laughs> they racist as hell. Their president was in blackface, actually. Facts. Oh, Facts, yeah. yeah. The young one. Trudeau. What's his name? Trudeau. Yeah, Trudeau. The young yeah. one. I thought he was like progressive. The Canadian Kennedy. Is- they, they bro, all that word gets bro. That yeah, word gets thrown around so mm-hmm. often. I don't even believe it no more. Yeah, that's they are <laughs> always, always the people that are like, I'm an ally. I'm progressive. Are usually the most racist ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, this why, it's why I don't trust nobody. You know, don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Use what I need to use, and then. Right now, I feel like with with Trump not having COVID, it's weird because like I feel like the the one of the biggest thing I was seeing like among black people, like one of the biggest arguments was like what we were talking about, like the whole idea of like wishing death on somebody. And right now, there's like people saying, "Oh, don't wish death on him." Like you know, you guys are wicked and this, that, and the third. And then there's others like you know, I don't care. But do you guys know like who No Name is? Like the um, yeah, the rapper. Yeah. yeah. Talking about shit. 
And she made a post, and I'm like, bro, this is fact. She said, she said, nigga, this country is responsible for the death of millions of black people here across the diaspora. And you want me to feel polite? You want me to be polite about the death of one white supremacist? Like, how are you tweeting about revolution but can't stomach a nigga dying of natural causes? <laughs> how? <laughs> you make a point. Everything happens how? for a reason. So, like, did, like, bro, nobody. I'm supposed to wish but wish well on him when you got mad people in those freaking ice concentration camps that have been dying from the beginning from COVID. Even before COVID started, it was dying. I don't feel bad for this nigga. Are you dumb? Is it crack? <laughs> it has to be. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Because no way, like, no way y'all really out here wishing this man well. Like, no way. I refuse to believe that. When he don't give two shits about y'all. This is the same man that's been denying the virus that has been hospitalizing. That's true. Period. Now look, he got it. He got it. Sucks to suck. Virus, bitch. I hope he got it. Actually, you know, he might be faking the shit, but you know, you know what I mean. He got that shit. They making these people wear masks and shit. He got that shit. He ain't take. He ain't talk to no reporters. He can make like if he was faking it, he could really make this into like a spectacle. But like he. He did the little video, like he not even talking to no reporters. He did the little video, and then it's just like you moving sus. Like the White House is not saying nothing about this nigga help, bro. Like they uh. they really keeping shit under wraps. Like they got this like little gang of eight on Capitol Hill who supposed to know everything national security wise. They don't know nothing. They watching CNN. Oh wow! It's like the whole country in the dark about this nigga help. No way, bro. But he knew how serious it was. There was like videos of like a uh, reporter yeah, like sneezed in front of him and he he basically left the stage. After remember that. though, I remember that shit. I dead remember that video. Someone was out, 2.5, no questions asked. Real life bumps. <laughs> Yo, sometimes you just gotta laugh. <laughs> All right, because at this point, this might be his karma for denying it for so long. Nah, really though, because how are you the most secured person on earth and you're you you have COVID? I it's weird though because like so I feel like the debate I mean of course before he's done it, but the debate really proved how much of an ass he is and how much like he just doesn't really know what he's doing. Like when he called um Joe Biden's son basically a cokehead or a crackhead, whatever it was, and yeah. When this nigga said, bro, so I tuned in kind of late, but when I tuned in, I'm listening and son said, I brought back football. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I care about football? Bro, that was the section that we were talking about, the COVID response. It was, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. No, son said he brought back football. And I was like, no way did he just make it seem as though football is some type priority shit, like some top, I, no way. Bro, you kind and of, there's still people appeals to his base. I don't know. I don't know whether it's because he's dumb or he's like really calculated, but it's just like every word is to make sure like he's appealing to his base and that shit gets me tight. Mm-hmm. Bro, his the people who support him are still going hard for him. I feel like I feel like Facebook Trump supporters are worse than Twitter Trump supporters. Oh Facebook is a different God. breed. Because oh Facebook is all the boomers. Bro, this is cool. They're not on Twitter. Really this is true. I even think about that. I don't argue on Facebook no more. It's stressful. I'm a top fan of Fox News because I'm comments all the time. Like I, there was a time I used to like really just be arguing people down like all day, every day type shit, and that shit takes a toll on you. Right. 
Like it really takes a toll. And my 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 breaking point was when they was trying to act like they was about to find where I live type shit. I was like, oh, oh y'all oh, niggas just wailing. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> y'all niggas nah. just wailing. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I've gotten people fired before, so let me not comment on that. Because people don't respond to my email, I try to get people fired. I'm like, oh, you wanna call me the N-word? But go right into their info. Um, excuse me, your employee, so and so, here's a screenshot. <laughs> Do not play with me. That don't play. Your funds will be cut. You will not be getting the bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I really, I'm ready to get off of Instagram now. Because Facebook, like, I've been off of that for a minute. But on Instagram, ever since this whole, oh, protect black women thing, next day, everybody's listening to Tory albums, or Tory um, Lane's album. Like that's all. It's yeah, all fake love. I'm not that's feeling it. Shit. Tori pulled some bullshit too. He um. So first of all, you drop a song bashing, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, Asian brat, and a whole bunch of other um black women. You mm-hmm. basically what's the word? Maybe it's oh, you gaslighting and shit like that. Yeah. You know, not only that, but the money that he made off of the album. He's mm-hmm. gonna post like how he's gonna donate the money to like there's some like Brianna Taylor. Brianna um, Taylor. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, and I'm like, you are sick. That is sick. Oh fuck. I, that's OD. Like how how could you I don't know. But it's it's really what's sickening to me is like either way, she was shot. Right. She was mm-hmm. shot. He texted her apologizing. Said in the song that he texted her apologizing. So I don't understand how people could be like, oh, Tori's innocent. Meg was mad over Kylie. So her friend shot her. I'm like, so y'all were in the car? Y'all were there. I, I missed that. <laughs> um, I always felt bad for saying it, but I always felt like, what? I feel like people that don't care about us, like, unless we, like, die type shit. Like to them, she just got shot in the foot. She died, so it must not be it must not be his fault type of vibe, you know? Right. And I feel like if something fatal were to happen, that would be the only time it would have been like some real uh, it would have been fake, but it would only be only time be like some real type of support. Right. And that's it's wild. Like we really have to die in order to get some report from black men, and that's crazy. Cause right, you supposed you're supposed to be with us. Mm-hmm. They up the whole script. Now Tori's making money off his music. Everybody's like, well, what happened with Kelsey? They're not following each other anymore. They're not the best friend anymore, anymore. you know? Who cares? <laughs> oh, she was drunk, so her story is not that, um, you know, credible. They do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you were drinking. Oh, you was that. You was this. You was that. Like, right, like you sound like a rapist, bro. That's not something right. you, you know, on Facebook. You can, you, you can, like, deny yourself of jobs because of this rhetoric. Like it's it's getting weird. It's getting scary, actually. Mm-hmm. It's getting real scary. And I've deleted a couple of people for for trying to go hard. And I'm really mad at the girls, at the black girls out there trying to defend him too. Right. But you know what's crazy about that? And I finally understand it. It's this whole thing about protecting the black man. Like no matter what, mm-hmm. that ride or die mentality. Women, that ride or die, like protect him. R. Kelly gotta protect him. He's innocent with the mm-hmm. evidence right in your face. Like right. for some reason, black women have been like forced or brainwashed to believe that they have to protect black men and then we're the ones that end up being being raped murdered mm-hmm. you know just beaten down and everybody's just like oh well she must have provoked him like, yeah she must have been- yeah i had being right and die so niggas i don't give two shits about y'all right it's, it's, it, makes- it doesn't make sense to me 
And it makes it even worse of like when, when black men do that. Now it's just like it's like everyone against black women because you have like Tory's white supporters being like, oh, free mm-hmm. Tory. And you got people be like, no, I'm still going to listen to his music. And like then you don't even have black men on your side. It's like, wow, like we can't even mm-hmm. do something as a community. Right. It's, right. It's, it's so stressful to see. Like the second, like the second, the second that I read the full story, I was like, I just clicked, and like, like I actually started listening to listen listening to him a lot this summer. Like he's, I have like this 2020 playlist, so like mm-hmm. it has all of your current songs, and like when I mm-hmm. shuffle, like his songs always come up, and I'm like, damn, I already deleted it, but it's still it's still there because it's, it's it's a playlist. I'm so on like, Spotify. I muted him. I muted his music. I muted R. Kelly music. I muted Trey songs. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. Like you're muted. That's it. Like I don't want. I don't want none of your music popping up in my ears. It's gonna bleed. <laughs> right. This also, this also is this also is like representative of people's worshiping of worshiping of like famous people mm-hmm. of how like they they're unwilling to 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 you know condemn or cancel someone that that they value so much, but they will be quick to, 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 to exile a regular person. You gotta treat everyone the same. And then instead of admitting that they got this weird problem with like um, holding their celebrities, like holding celebrities accountable, they say how, oh, cancel culture is too toxic and how cancel culture is this and cancel culture is that. Right. And that's always, that always comes up about how cancel culture is corny and this, that, and that. But it's like, no, just say you just can't, you know, put this person in, in in the hot seat and make them accountable. Just say right. that. Yeah, the thing is with that too, with celebrities, is that it's also like, I feel like some of the the shit that men be doing on the regular, black men be doing on the regular, is kind of, um, what's the word for it? Excuse, not excuse, but they have, they have a better way of getting away with it or just people are just more skeptical of whether they did it or not. And if they have money or anything like that, and it's just fucked up because it's like, you know, you know this shit happened. Like the hospital reports came out. She fucking posted a video about this shit, and like you still trying to see, oh, she drunk her friend on following her and all this other shit, and it's just like literal evidence of like her being a gunshot wound patient in a hospital. Like you don't, you don't get that from. from yeah. You know what else I realized? It's also low key because. So I feel like a lot of like these like hip hop and like just a lot of music industry people made it seem as though like if you look up to me and you know if you do what I did, um, you make it where I am, just like that. So a lot of people a lot of people look up to these rappers thinking that hey, if I do this and I do that and I just keep hustling, I'm gonna make it. So like that idea of oh, my favorite rapper did this, I feel like it low key kind of crushes the dreams of some people to or like their favorite rapper that they look up to could do something like that and they try to make excuses for it and not only are your idols giving you like false you know reality but at the same time like they're just making it so much it's like it's like they have you in the palm of their hands like they just make it so easy for you to give them your money and like give them your respect and like just give them all your loyalty and it's wild because you never met them and if you did you don't know them and that's how i feel about that and this quick and using that, like, it sets a precedent for when people do things in the future. Because I've seen a lot of comments of people being like, oh, Chris Chris Brown, Chris Brown hit, hit Rihanna and nobody canceled him. And Tori went and, and shot a whole woman and he's still, like, he's still getting support. So now it's like, mm-hmm. like, nobody, it's like people are almost untouched. Celebrities are untouchable no matter what they do. I don't know really, like, what, what it takes unless you say something, like, racist or you do something, like, 
like some coonery. Like people really, people really want cancel you. I'm not even jacking racism. Even then, <laughs> with it. with the coonery, Kanye is still untouchable. Yeah. Even like Raven Simone, like she was canceled for maybe a month. I forgot what and she did. What love she her did. Again. I forgot what she said about the U.S. Like. She well, she called like Africa a country and said that U.S. the USA is great to black people. And then she said she wasn't black. It's just a lot of coonery. I would have to look into her whole history, but it's been a lot. I but like, somehow she oh, was sorry. canceled. Though. My bad. No, you're good. Um, you're good. Also, thinking about Kanye like specifically and even like bringing it back to like black women, a lot of people use the excuse that he he's um he's bipolar, no? That's, that's, yeah, that's the he's bipolar. That he's bipolar, and all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, y'all care about like mental health. Mental health. The black <laughs> man, but what's her name? I'm I'm pretty sure Azalea. Uh, what's her oh name? yeah, Azalea Banks. Yeah, yep. Azalea Banks is also bipolar, and yep. she doesn't get the same treatment. Right. Especially when she and even like I feel like a lot of her rants aren't nearly as bad as Kanye. And a lot of the time, I feel like at least the rants that I've seen, it she's not wrong. <laughs> So like I'm just like I I don't know it's just not the same treatment at all, and I'm just getting mad thinking about it because I just feel like I'm by myself, and that's not fair. I just think it's crazy how if anything happens to a black man, if anything happens to anybody, black women are the first ones to be on the front lines, mm-hmm. pick it in, do whatever they have to do to get justice for that person. I'm tired of that. Like I'm not saying that black women should stop. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not putting it on black women to make that decision. But me personally, I'm over it. Until I see the same support reciprocated, because I've seen black women be called aggressive, ugly, oh, we want light skin, da 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 all that. Until I see some reciprocity from black men, I'm not really having that same energy. Personally. Like this summer, I kind of came to like this conclusion. I mean, I kind of felt bad for about it, <clears throat> but I was just like, yo, if it don't got to do with black women, black kids, or any uh, black trans people, I, I don't know. Like, I got to question how hard I'm going to go because like, it's just not fair. Mm-hmm. It's probably fucked up to say, but it's it's more fucked up that I'm protecting you. You're not protecting me. So, All right. There's definitely so much misogyny just linked in. It's like they value men's lives over women's lives any day. Mm-hmm. They don't see us as people. Me, black, and we women. Yeah, I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have is just that that strong black woman uh, stereotype. Or, well, not stereotype, well, just like perception that people have of black women is just like, oh, you don't got to really care about her feelings. Um, There's not really, there's not really no vulnerability, I guess. Or just like I don't know, like the, like they have like this hard texture. I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. Like the the, the whole idea that black women have this hard exterior and they can handle any and everything. Yeah, and don't worry about them. yeah exactly. Right. Right. I saw a, a post. I keep saying Twitter because, anyways, I saw a post and this boy had had the nerve to say that they're basically saying the reason why black women are you know quote unquote so miserable is because we value our education more than like everything else like our relationship and stuff like that and he really said that with his whole chest (laughs) like and i'm just like i feel like this i had this 
conversation in one of my classes last semester, and I just, we were talking about how educated black women are, like, no matter how much we have, we could be educated, have money, this, that, and the third, we're still expected to lower our standards and cater to people below us. That's, and whenever we have high standards, it's like, oh, you bougie, oh, you do this and you that. But, like, when y'all up there, y'all look at me, yeah, like, (laughs) y'all not gonna look at me like that. And it's weird, and you, you, bro, you can go down so many conversations with that one topic alone. You get into marriage, you get into education, you know, stuff like that. It just goes on and on. So I have a question, and I'm not sure if this is almost like a history question. I'm not sure if anyone has the answer to this. But so, so when I think of just patriarchy at large, right? Mm-hmm. The American society has has like, or is built upon like the patriarchy. So in terms of like history, how do we feel like when did this like when when we start thinking of misogynoir, has that just always been like pervasive in society? Just like because it was because it's an American thing ever since like you know our ancestors were brought brought to this country. Like, do you think like this this is just something that's always has happened? And now like with social media and people being more aware, we're pinpointing the certain like the certain faults in society. Or have there has there been like a point where? there was like strong black families and like and like like uh respect and everything being reciprocated between the black man and black woman because that's that's just where like when i'm trying to look look back on like the history of of black americans it's like Mm -hmm. did we ever have this like are we is this something that we were just just used to for such a long time and now like as as like we get younger generations and more more new perspective I've always been reluctant to to think or well, to like be like, oh, you know, back in like the 1950s, you know, that conversation where like before black and white people um, got integrated or black and um, black communities had like um, stores and everything like that. Like, I don't feel like that time, you know, was better in that sense, like in not in like business. Oh, oh you got to start over. You cut off. Oh, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you could have for like now the last can. 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Oh, so what was the last thing I heard? Yeah, nothing. I don't hear anything. All right. So um I feel like Yeah, now I forgot what I was gonna say. That's tough. Um wait, so Gerard, what are you talking about? Wait, can I just answer the question? Because yeah, I'm gonna answer this question. Wait, just just to give my info. Just to give like Olu just more perspective. So like one thing that people would say is like of how like during the nineteen sixties, during civil rights, um, people would say that that was like the peak of the black family when we had great relationships and we were able to get things done. But I don't think that was necessarily true. Like I feel like there was still a lot of misogynoir during that during during that society with with many cases, but like people always frame that period of time as like like the tear black family and black unity when I don't think that's necessarily the case. So I'm just trying to pinpoint history. So like Ivana. So I disagree. One and I'll I'll say this. I do agree that misogyny misogyny has always been a problem. Patriarchy has always existed since the beginning of time, if we're really honest. So that was always present. But I do believe that there was a point in time like I wanna say forties to sixties where the strong black family was a thing because we we didn't have a choice, right? So one, interracial relationships were illegal. 
So all you had was each other. And we were discriminated against so bad, like couldn't use the same bathrooms, take the bus with, or like sit where we wanted to, stuff like that. So the black family had to be strong together. We didn't have a choice. So it's like a working unit. But within that, we don't know what was personally going on. There could have been a lot of domestic violence, maybe not like, you know, real love or whatever. So that's true that there were, there were problems, but I do think there was still a functional family unit. But with mass incarceration and Black women having to raise children on their own, there was like this divergence where there's a stereotype created that, oh, Black men don't take care of their children and the strong Black woman having to do everything on her own. And because mm. we've gone down those paths and we fed into that, and now that's a narrative that's still prevalent today because obviously mass mass incarceration hasn't ended we're like now talking about the patriarchy but i do think that the strong black family existed and there are still strong black families we just talk about the negatives more than we talk about the positives that was my rant go ahead <laughs> does anyone else want to answer the question because i want to respond to ivana's point um yeah i, I agree with ivana i feel like every time I think back to like history class, I always hear about like African villages, they always was practicing um, patriarchy. Like they always had like a um, patriarchy social system. I think that was like the term. Mm -hmm. And then it was probably like maybe two or so tribes and probably like one in East Africa that they had like a matriarchal um, um, society where like there was an actual matriarch of the chiefdom. But yeah, it's really been all over the world. And I, I'm not gonna blame you know, white supremacy as to why black men have been treating um, black women bad. I don't think, I, like some some black men would that be on Facebook and try to do that shit. But like, nah, I feel like that's something that's just been, you know, ingrained in humans since um, forever. Right. So let's, let's, let's dig deeper into that because that was my question. Because um, Ivana brings up mass incarceration and how those narratives were brought up. So my question is, is like, who's to blame? That's That's just like, is it is it is it like black men's fault for um for this like occurring or like are we just being like the, the present factor of us keeping it up now? But like when we think of the source, like who's to blame for like breaking that rift in our families? I honestly think, yeah, black men are literally just keeping up the whole stereotype. It just the status quo that's been going on for ages. Like once we start getting to like pop culture and you start getting like the stereotypes and caricatures of black women in the media, like the mammy and the Jezebel and stuff like that, and the Sapphire, you start seeing all of these ways that they are demeaning black women to mm -hmm. fit subservient roles in society. Mm. And the black men now are literally just keeping that up with rap culture and stuff like that. And, but also like my thing is like for a fact, like, you know, white supremacy plays like a huge role in it, but like I've always been trying to figure out and like just wonder like, why is it that, you know, black women, like we're able to, I guess, grow and like, take and basically take those like those those white um like that white mindset that was ingrained in us like why that we can take that break it down and really like say this this and this is wrong with this idea and i feel like everyone else can't do that for some reason even when it's in their face and plain sight and we break it down for them like why is it that y'all can understand racism but you can't understand massaging art you know why they why? Because everybody but us, and this is my personal opinion, mm -hmm. everybody but Black women, and obviously there's exceptions, they all strive to be the white man. White women, they're very, like mm -hmm. white feminism, they are striving to be like white men. Black straight men 
want the power that white straight men have. Black women were never put into those categories. We were never told that we could attain things. We were always expected to play subservient roles, take care of the man, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we've learned on our own, like we have our own power. The other demographics have not learned how to use their own power and are still striving to take what white men have. And I think that's what the issue is. So basically, we smarter than everybody else. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad we flushed that shot. That's something that's always been on my mind. I wanted to bring up a point, though. Well, you sound far, Jarrell. I'm here now. I'm here now. Yeah. I wanted to bring up a point when Ivana first answered the question, because I feel like I feel like one of the decades that she said was the 1960s for um like strong black families. But I also wanted to mention that the 1960s, that was when like the whole like black pride movement started. So right. you have the this huge prominent movement, Black Pride, and people were really starting like and you know, love their black skin and like love their hair. So when like Afro stuff started coming out. So I feel like that's I feel like when you have major movements like that happening during those, during those time periods, you're more likely to see, like, I guess, more togetherness and, like, willing to work things out and, like, willing to, like, you know, break down certain um, <clears throat> white supremacist, like, thinking. But I feel like, low-key, we don't really have one of those movements. I mean, I guess people will argue and say the Black Lives Matter movement is one of those movements, but, like, yeah. I don't see it that way at all. And I, honestly, I feel like that movement it just became low-key full of trauma, but not only that, like, it just became marketable. And at this, at this point, it just doesn't have the same meaning that it used to have or was meant to have, which is unfortunate, but. So what do y'all so think is, so what do y'all think what should happen or what do y'all think needs to happen for, like, uh, a movement of that nature to, like, exist? Because I always think about, like, Cause I feel like the people who actually care about, you know, really getting black women what they want is like people who really are trying to just throw out white supremacy, just abolish all of that, like just and really not on the performative side of things. So I feel like, you know, those type of people, and maybe, maybe not. But you know, I, I sometimes I just wonder like how are we gonna have maybe that one movement that people, you know, recognize, okay, this is what we're working for so that, like, you know, Black women are also recognized and all Black lives kind of matter in that sense. Okay, that- I might be dragging it. I might low-key be dragging it, but I always feel weird when people... Say all Black I, lives matter? Oh, no, 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 oh, no the, uh-huh. I agree with that completely. Um, <laughs> I just always feel weird that it's that we have to, like, create hashtags and like stuff like that for people not even a hashtag but i don't know maybe because i be thinking like are we ever gonna have like a a martin luther king or just like i I don't know like a a leader in a sense that i don't think those are gonna work right now anyway i don't think we need one because every time we have one they kill them so i don't want anybody to become the face No, no, no. Oh, I don't need that. Or like nowadays, the the way it is, we might have you know that one leader. And I scroll down their Twitter to about two thousand eight. It's a little sus, looking a little weird. Right. What their mindset was back then. And it's like, okay, so what you All really right. thinking now? You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's another reason why we can't really have that main figure. So how do you think? So how would we move forward? Because that's a little weird, you know, based on our history. There's usually like main figures. Um, leading this movement so like how do y'all think we gonna move forward because I feel like 
you know, that's like a common consensus on social media too. Like, you know, oh, I feel like America needs a break right now in terms of like the election <laughs> with like Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So it's just like, you know. Wait, how, what, what do you mean a break? I'm confused. Like, you know, I, sometimes people be saying, oh, I just feel like we need no president right now. I've heard that, yeah. yeah. So, like, does that type of sentiment, I feel like y'all, like, sharing that right now. So, like, how would we move forward in a sense, you know, to get, like, the, um, to get black women what they want? Or just, like, or to really just to fix all of the problems, too, in a sense. Because I feel like if we do have, if we do get what black women want, then all of those problems would be fixed. So... I here's why I can't answer that question because my whenever people try to ask me like what can we do like what do we need to do to like you know stop racism or stop misogynoir and shit like that the first thing that comes to my head is stop being a dickhead <laughs> like that's the first thing because like how how the hell do you teach somebody to respect you like why do I have to teach you that like I don't that was like, my I, question though I'm I'm not saying like teach no 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 no, no I'm not no no I'm just Cause I know you're trying to feel like you know how how do we move forward and like make it so that you know black women are not only like are heard and changes are made, but I I really don't besides the besides saying you know actually give these women like a voice and like put them on a platform, I don't I don't know anything else. Right, because so yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, honest- who who would be on that platform? Like what black woman? Like you feel me? That's fucked up. Don't- okay, oh sorry. I'm go ahead, Talia. <laughs> It's okay. I don't think that it's like one sole black woman. I feel like we just need representation for black women in general, just like on a grander stage, like black women that actually, I guess, have a conscience because not everyone like we see like Candace Owens. We we know everyone's not kinfolk. Like we know that just like black women need to be in power everywhere. And then we also need the support of like white allies as well, so that we're not stuck in these same conversations over and over again, because some demographics just don't listen to you if you don't look like them. See, but my thing is, and this is where I think I disagree with y'all, I don't think we need white allies. And I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but during the civil rights movement, I don't really remember hearing about white people. I remember seeing white people at protests and like participating in them but i think part of our problem is we wait like we wait for allies we wait for other people to move before we move and you know back then it was like all right guys we're not taking the bus we're gonna walk everywhere we need to go and everybody did it did everybody agree with that no but they did it anyway because a decision was made by the majority and so they followed it nowadays if someone was to say we're not gonna shop from h&m there's going to be people on the internet hiding behind fake profiles being like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of cheap. I don't know if I agree with that. And because we're unable to come to a consensus about things, nothing ever moves. It's like forming committees. Every time somebody forms a committee, the committee actually gets no work done because everybody's being selfish in their own right. And like no one is just sticking together and making a decision as a group and sticking to that decision. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so but what I mean, ask, like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Just to, just to quickly reply, because I mean, like, white allies in the sense of like, because we can't just like in terms of committees, 
okay, yeah, things don't really move. But like on a grander scheme, when we get into like law enforcement and the court system, like they're still putting us in prison for things that we didn't do, put over like overcharging us and things like that. So a majority of the judges are white at this point. So mm-hmm. we would need white allies True. in the court system and mm-hmm. black representation there as well. So that he, would he, for us. here's what I wanted to say. I remember we, I low-key brought this up in our first episode. So I agree with Ivana completely that like, but my thing with allies is like, I remember I said I've missed when like it was just us because you don't know who's being performative and who's not. Yeah. But I can see the reason why we need white allies, unfortunately, because like, like you said, it won't be heard. But my thing is, it's the type of ally that we accept. So I feel like mm-hmm. now a white person can do the bare minimum, like literally the bare minimum. And all of like black Twitter and like people on Facebook are calling them allies and inviting them to the cookout Bound and stuff to the like cookout. that. People don't have... I feel like nowadays people don't have like standards, like they don't have like guidelines as to what a real ally is. And not only that, I feel like a lot of these, you know, quote unquote allies get so excited because they're not invited to the cookout to the point where they're now in the front and they're speaking for us. And you can't speak for me. You don't know what I'm going through. You're supposed to stand behind me and let me speak and only step forward when I ask you to. But now all these white people are thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm an ally. Oh, yeah, I went to one protest. Oh, shit, don't, don't let them throw a rock at the police. It's super clip. Now they're a super ally. And they feel as though they can do anything and just speak for anybody. That's not a fact. And no one is stopping them. No one is, is, is putting them in their place because now they're scared to one lose an ally or they're scared that, you know, you know oh, their whole mindset is going to change and, and they're going to promote this and the third. And if they do do that, they will never be an ally in the first place. And that's that. Okay, shit. Period. Facts. But I feel like social media gives people that platform. Because I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. before, like, you really had to, to be considered a white ally. Like, you really had to, like, do some policy change or really, like, like donate some lump set of money or really make a, a significant contribution. I feel like the platform that social media offers people oh, now, just like people. with... with t- TikTok, yeah, like people just they have the ability to go viral or just get that because of social media. So I feel like there's still there's like I feel like there's still and there's still a court like people, everyone that's like in the movement or like that are on like the front lines or like or who are act- actively in these conversations and actively trying to like make change in the community. A lot of a lot of people there's like there's a core group of people that realize like this person is not an ally. We know that this person is fake. But social media might make it make it look like that. So I feel like we we like it's I feel like we just need to stop like paying attention to to what people will do and really take a harder look at the people that we're letting into these spaces that that we that we occupy. Preach. Without always coming in with the facts. Everybody always coming in with the facts. And then I get riled up and y'all get me hot and I'm in a sweater. We can't do this. Yeah, I don't trust anybody that says they're an ally until I see what their allyship comes with. Until I see it firsthand, so, you so are just... I, so uh, what do y'all think is like a practical way to like check if you are allied? Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Like, that's it. Like, open your wallet. That's the first thing I say, honestly. Your wallet. Open your wallet. Consistency? You don't have to tell people that you're you're an ally? Right, bro. I swear to God. 
they're gonna get tattooed, bro. It's gonna be tattooed on their forehead. I swear to God. Because they just always and I, I hate when they they screenshot the donations made uh, and then post it. That's the new um I have a black friend tag. Like, oh I'm an ally. And like how? Well, go to the protest and then you know, well, this was before COVID, but then go to the protest and after the protest, you in the city and you go to these little restaurants and then the black um the black woman workers over there, you treating them bad because you looking at them as less than. Mind you, you was just at a protest, possibly protesting, you know, violence against black women and you're perpetuating that violence again or that suppression again in, in that restaurant. Like I'll be hearing mad stories about people who are black women that work in these restaurants in the city and white people would just be harassing them and just like, you know, treating them, spitting on them, just treating them mad bad just for no reason, just because it's like they're less than that. And then they look at their coworkers and it's just, hi, how you doing? And just like, it's different energy when it's other people at the cashier or other people at the, you know, the front desk or whatever, giving the food out. Notice that it's either, I feel that it's either that they're really like, of course, disrespectful, like you said, or they move really weird. Like, I remember at one of my old jobs, like, I used to wear, like, um, my faux locks a lot in high school, and they just always made it, like, they're nine to five to, like, compliment me all the time. And, like, it just wasn't normal interactions. So it's either you're, like, they're being disrespectful or it just isn't, oh, it's just a weird non-genuine conversation it's like you don't have to force a conversation with me to prove that you support me it's not needed that's not what an ally does you don't need to do that mm-hmm. trust me i don't want to talk to you i really don't <laughs> bro you know me i don't want to talk to you <laughs> i promise you yeah. like and i feel like of what an ally consists of. I mean, you can really get into the nitty gritty of it, but like, I just feel like the basics is, of course, you know, don't step past your boundaries. Of course, you're gonna have to like, you know, for some of them, you're gonna have to list what the boundaries are because they they can't, they don't understand. Let's list out the boundaries for, um, well, no, 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 go to that. Yeah, so like, don't step past your boundaries, you know, try to donate money, you know, you know, you see, I, I, I have a love hate. It's it's more it's more leaning more so like a dislike of petition, but like you know, sign petition. That's very much that is lower than the bare minimum. Let me say that. But anyway, sign petitions and like you know, they have like even like mutual aid funds for different things and stuff like that. And just like listen to people and do what they ask you to do because you don't. At the end of the day, I feel like you should always walk in as if you know you don't know what to do and just wait for us to tell you like what to do yeah, low key. Exactly. Like, don't don't walk in and know it all because you don't yeah, stay out the spotlight mm-hmm. how do y'all feel like how do y'all feel about um well how do y'all feel about black men start being allies for black women i feel like i said that way but like how do y'all feel like we should start doing that Stop beating me. Stop cursing at me. Bruh, if... <laughs> okay, this is... Like, just... She black. Bruh, my thing is... Cause I don't know. Just kidding. This probably isn't, like, a, a... It's more so of an example. But, like, 
I don't know if, if you ever felt this, like say some dude try to talk to you, some black man try to talk to you, or like, you know, whatever, try to catcall you, ignore him, and they go, I dead queen. <laughs> like, if you want to call me a bitch, just say that. <laughs> like, just stop, I, stop calling me queen. Yeah, that's funny. That's the first thing that come my head, stop calling me queen. Like, I don't need to hear queen after every other word. It's annoying. They get, they are really aggressive, like. Aggressive as hell, it's just a diet bitch, to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, stop calling me queen. <laughs> you know, stop, stop defending niggas who, who, who blatantly like is right in your face, blatantly abuse women. Put your man's in check. I don't know how y'all be friends with with, with, with your man's. Maybe out here hitting a girl up, you know, all around the room. They be talking shit about their girl, you know, doing this, that, and the third. Like, I don't understand how y'all sit in the same room and hear those stories and just sit there like you ain't and say nothing, nothing. Yeah, and yeah, say yeah, nothing. That's, that's sick. If you let one of your friends go hit his girl in front of you and you just in the back of the car talking about, oh, that's not my business, bro. Oh, right. me in the back vibing like nothing. Or like not even just like physically, but like even just like abusing mentally like there's no reason for that right like stop stop being on the sideline that's i feel like that's also just that whole idea of i'm a mind my business that we we all have that mentality and i understand it's also like to ensure safety but sometimes it's just like yo you could have stepped in right right and even if you're not comfortable doing that get somebody else to step in i rarely ever see black men step in for black women like it's, it's very rare i might see it once in a while when someone records themselves doing it and posts it online or something but like which is also weird to me but whatever but it's very rare and that i, have, I feel like oh sorry go ahead oh no go, continue with what you're gonna say no i'll just say i just feel like, like that's one like the first steps is to put yourself and your man's in check i have this weird theory because i was actually thinking about this this morning um and I saw this post about why black men, and maybe not even just black men, but men in general, change the way they act when they get around other men. So, you know, guys will say stuff like, oh, girls do this, women wear wigs, do their nails, da da da, da to impress men. But <laughs> sometimes it seems like black men, when they're around other men, and their girl, they'll change up and they'll act different to impress other men. And that's never really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I think that ties into that toxic masculinity, like trying to appear more masculine in front of their friends. That's just a theory, though. Yeah, I saw a comment. they be buying clothes and shit for, uh, to look nice for their bros. Right. Even when like, they talking about women, like they, I, I, I'm, I always see posts where it's just like, oh, you know, when 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 you look, stare at your girlfriend, you think of all the men that that want her but can't have her. Oh, when your girl doing this for you, you think about all the men. Like it's that weird approval that they need from other men. From other it's, men, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, why do you need that? What do you have to prove? It's like, uh, are y'all in competition? That's a real question. Yeah, Jarrell Olu, let us know. Give us. Is, is, give is, us is there a competition that we don't know about? No. <laughs> so, I'm not in any competition. <laughs> oh, not. But I, in general, I, do you? I'm definitely not in competition with nobody, and I feel like some niggas know that, and that's why they don't like me. <laughs> All right, so wait. You're saying that as though you guys are like. <laughs> y'all are saying that as though y'all are the unique ones. So, like, have you seen in general? Men are oh, yeah, for sure. impress people in their friend groups. And that's why they act a certain way. 
Yeah, yeah like there's definitely this. I mean, it it be weird too because like it's like it, it sometimes it's colorism that go behind it too. Like yeah, mm-hmm. maybe some um, light skin friends, um, light skin boy friends, I guess if that's a word, um, like would get like you know they would start acting more different around them too, around their dark skin friends or whatever. I, I don't know. If is, that it, is it like in a more aggressive way? Kind of like there's like that that thing where like light skin men are like so compared to dark skin men. Like, do they get more aggressive? Is that what you're trying to say? No, like, I feel like some, like, some, some, like, so, like, it's three people in this situation. A person A is going to be feeling different, well, acting different around person C who's light-skinned, but also acts, well, which is different against person B. So it's like, we all got colorism to unpack, but, like, y'all got to unpack some, some different type of shit, too. It within that same situation i guess if that makes sense it's very weird i don't know it, I, I, yeah i don't i don't understand it but y'all need to unpack it that's it mm-hmm. wait what whatever we're, <laughs> we're saying that we don't understand what what exactly you're explaining but whatever i'm saying whatever it is that y'all go through within like have being in competition all the time like y'all just need to unpack that and figure it out oh no I, let's unpack i feel like there's a lot of a lot of things people like there's a certain culture that people have developed that they're trying to prove, like, like who gets the most women, who dresses the best, or you don't wear any foreigns. And there's just a lot of there's just a lot of men that's real insecure, and it and it's and it's like reflected in our relationships with 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 each other, our relationship with women. There's a lot of insecure men who um who see certain things or see certain men that that get women that dress a certain way, that, that, that posts a certain way on social media. And a lot of men are insecure. So, um, like what, what Olu, Olu just said, he was like, yeah, I'm not in competition with anybody. And that's why niggas don't like me. Like there's a lot of men who's, who's not as secure as Olu, who, who, who are, who are not, who are not secure with themselves and they, they have to prove a lot of shit. And, um, it shows with the, it shows with their relationship with us and with their woman. Like, um, like I don't want to use this this played out quote like you can't change the world if you can't change yourself. But how how are, how we expect to 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 fix the situations with our women, fix the situations with our mothers, with our parents, with with people in general, and we we're still dealing with our own insecurities and why and we can't come to grips with things that 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 one it is perpetuating society, but that we allow it to get to us. And now like we're we're struggling with it for the rest of our lives. Like how are we, we have to sit down. Like look ourselves in the mirror. Look at like be in a room with other men and be like, "Yo, like this is the insecurities that we have, and us letting it eat you alive is gonna ruin all the relationships that we have with each other, with our families, with, with black women." So um, it's a lot of it is has to be like self reflection, taking a look in the mirror, and um, like being honest with yourself. A lot of people are just not honest with themselves. I, and I find it. It shows. I find it weird and it's always very confusing to me how, you know, patriarchy, you know, created by men, but yet it still like bites y'all on the ass. Exactly. Because yeah. a part of the reason why like, you know, y'all can't unpack shit and, you know, can't because like y'all aren't allowed to talk about things. So y'all just keep it inside and balled up and then it, it just grows and grows. And then it, ref- it reflects on how you act towards yourself and how you act towards others. But yeah, I don't really like to talk about my feelings sometimes. Or just like how I feel. Well, that's weird because how the hell do you expect to have a, a, a genuine relationship with somebody, whether it don't got just be like boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But like how do you intend to but have that, a genuine I feel, like, I feel like I don't know. It it depends though, because I feel like 
that I don't think that's a man thing. I feel like that's a me thing because I'm just not trustworthy of you know telling people how I feel. Like being okay, that's different though. Being trustworthy versus saying I can't express myself because I'm a man is two different things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So you're not you know according to you, I'm not sure, but according to you, you're not doing it because you know I'm a man and men can't do that. You're just doing it because you know you think everybody's sus. Right. But I feel like sometimes, though, it is because I'm a man. Like, I don't well, know. look. See, now you got to unpack that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's true? I'm thinking to myself, like, what could it be? Like, I, I promise you, like, if you, if men were to sit down with, like, the right person or even, like, if y'all would please just believe in um, therapy, therapy, <laughs> y'all would unlock some serious, some serious shit and y'all wouldn't even know what to do with it. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it's there. <laughs> I, I, I tried therapy like two and, if, and if it didn't go well I probably you probably just didn't have the right person I that's also a process it just you you gotta be committed to go that's something that you gotta you know that's yeah. so true yeah because even, even as you just said it like even if you just said it you, I hear therapy I'm like I'm not going to that I'm not even going to watch but also mm-hmm. it's knowing that like your significant other or friends of course, like you should be able to trust them and express your feelings to them, but they're also not licensed therapists. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes there's a huge burden that's left on people from their friends. And it's like, okay, I'm listening to you. I'm trying to empathize. I can't fully understand what you're going through. So I don't have the answers for you. So like mm-hmm. I could always listen to what you have to say, but you need to go to therapy. If you if you want like a solution to something, you can't really get that from me because I mean I'm just as messed up. But and then there's the one and then there's the ones where it's like you don't talk at all. So I can't even suggest anything right. I can't even show empathy because you don't talk at all. And people think because oh I'm not expressing my feelings that I'm not hurting what's around me when reality you are. Because you basically said that one, you don't trust me. You know, if it's like a, a, a family or a friend or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you're also saying you don't you don't fuck with me, you don't love me. Like it's it's also insulting, in my opinion, to not be able to open up to people that you have that you're supposed to be having genuine relationships with. I understand there's different types of relationship. That's cool, of course, there's boundaries, but there's a line where it's like, okay, you don't fuck with me at this point, I'm just feeling insulted. I'm feeling like, what am I here for? Right. Yeah. So like that balance is there's a, there's a balance that you need to find and if you don't find it you're jeopardizing yourself and others around you. A word. Let me go to I'm talking man sure like help. <laughs> <laughs> I need to practice what I preach. <laughs> That's the fact. We even um get on the Brianna Taylor topic. That topic stresses me out so much. Loki, um, Loki, I feel like we, we did touch on a lot of, like, especially when it comes to disrespecting um, Black women, we touched on it. <laughs> um, I feel like it's, I feel like the only thing we haven't really touched on in regards to that is strictly the verdict of the, right. the case. Right. Because if that was a Black man, it would have been different. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm the sorry. legal reach that goes with everything is, is just... There's no reason, like, people immediately jumped on for Ahmaud Aubrey, for George Floyd, like, immediately. We saw their funerals televised and stuff like that. Like, 
Breonna Taylor, what did we see? Like, what did we really, we didn't see anyone jumping on the news to really discuss anything. She was overshadowed by all the men that were dying Mm -hmm. and were televised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like an afterthought. It was like the whole news cycle being about, you know, George Floyd, everything that's happening on the George Floyd protest, right? Looting in, you know, news, gassing that shit. And then people just saying, oh yeah. And then um, justice for Breonna Taylor as like, uh, a punctuation mark at the end of the sentence. No, no one ever, no one, I, I don't recall them ever using black men's name for memes and stuff like that. I don't recall that. Like just, I don't recall anyone mocking the death of black men. So yeah, I find it weird. And I also, um, I remember reading about the, 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 the case in like of course I read like you know what they said in the center, but I feel like it. I feel like it needs to be put in simpler terms for a lot of people because like it hit me, but it didn't hit me as hard as when someone said like, "Yo, they basically, um, they they basically said like, yo, you you just missed like, you know, you 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 damaged a wall, you damaged somebody's wall, and that's what you're getting in trouble for, not for murdering a black woman, not for doing that. You're just getting in trouble for fucking up some property." Right. And I feel like when it's worded that way, instead of like just reading these, that's why it's good to have this conversation because like just reading these news articles and watching the news like that, it just don't hit the same. Yeah. And that, that was the part I was just like, damn, like I just, I didn't even know what to say. And that stupid ass attorney general sound like he's, he's just an example of, of all the shit that's been going wrong. Oh, Bullshit. Like, I don't know. He he's hiding shit. He was delaying the process of the audio um recording coming out. Like it's just so much fishy shit. Right. A so, black man. That, um, yeah. Just just I feel like I feel like low key we can like speak about like black people in power and how they move and how they treat it. Cause like between him, even the mayor of like Chicago, I heard she was doing some real fishy weird shit too. And um somebody else I can't remember. Like that, that within itself could be like a whole conversation. Yeah, honest- they sell out for like the institution that they're trying to, um, you know, gain notoriety. Like the nice. fucking institution um, of America. That's the fact. Loki, we but honestly, we could save that for another time. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. This conversation, this whole thing was a lot. It was really hard to unpack. It was really stressful, but like I, I fuck with the conversation and I, I respect the honesty and shit like that. And I don't do the lovey dovey, so don't, you know, don't take it that way. I'm just trying to watch out for black women. Period. Period. And that's that on that. Facts. She loves when to out Oh, well, I was just gonna say, be accountable. Um, well, make sure that you're keeping your friends accountable. Make sure you're keeping yourself accountable, how you treat black women, how you treat your mom, your sister, every black woman in your life, every person in your life. And ask your mom if you if her doctor is listening to her, because I haven't asked that Ooh. before in my life until this year. So if you're a black man listening to this and you, oh, shit, I haven't really asked my mom if, you know, she feel like her doctor is listening to her, because if your mom die on you, because you know she got like this condition, our doctor being ignoring her, you gonna feel away. So you know, ask her mm-hmm. these questions. 
But um, thank y'all for listening to this episode. Um, you know, this is Black Coffee House, and with that, I'll close it out. Period. Bye, y'all. Bye.